1: A Dadsnet original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. <laughs> This is Loose Dads from Nets. It's another week. It's another collection of dads having a bit of a chat about all the things that are relevant to dads, well, this week and pretty much forever as well. On the way, we've got Brad going under overrated. He's, he'll tell us whether the things that we throw at him are underrated or overrated. We'll look at the big news story of the week. When is it too old to go clubbing? Mm, mm. And the uh, massive debate that we have with the big question is going to be another one of our series from our trip to London where we met up uh, under the auspices of Wagon Wheels. They got us together to chat about some big dad subjects. You'll be able to hear one of the conversations we had on that day a little bit later on. But first of all, let me introduce the panel. Now, uh, the day that we're recording this, it's the transfer deadline day for the football. And... um, so I'm going to imagine, as I introduce you, the big-name transfer moves that you would get to another podcast if they were going to come into the market for you. All right, This is going to get offensive. Let's be, let's be careful here, Jim. Don't. <laughs> So, Brad, you would be getting a uh, loan move out to Snog Married Annoyed. This is because I assume that you've kissed Shay. I know that you've married Shay. Yes. And I certainly know that you've annoyed (laughs) Shay. Because earlier on today, I was listening to the bit where you said that women look horrible without makeup. So, I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you're going.
2: He's brought it up again this week. You're not Uh, forgetting that one, Brad. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was from last week's
3: podcast. If you want to have a listen back to it, you know, feel free. In my defence, though, I did. I went and I spoke with Shay, and I said, "You know how I like to put my foot in it, right?" And I said, "I basically said that a beard was a man's version of makeup," um, and she agrees with me.
2: I've repeated that to a couple of people this week, and, and they all agreed with me. Uh, yeah. Females, so I mean, it's a fair point, Brad. I Thank mean. You. Let's hope Jim's not bringing up everything offensive that got said in the last podcast (laughs) because you were quite good at pointing out my
1: nonsense last week. (laughs) Next up on the panel with an undisclosed fee for his move today on Transfer Deadline Day, Sparky is off to the podcast No Such Thing as a Fish because that sounds like the sort of sweeping statement that Sparky would make on this show
3: uh, yes. no mate yes. no
1: mate no such thing as a fish mate <laughs> hey Jim you've been working on that impression I've got to say that very good uh, this week mate. Very. Good. Uh, good. Hey, the new series of spitting images out soon so I'm hoping to get a part on that as uh, you
2: it's a quiet audition. I can't wait to see the bloody puppet of me no I don't want to see it <laughs> uh,
1: and I would be the super nanny podcast because basically I feel like I have to be super nanny when I'm dealing with these reprobates yeah. and that's what I do every week. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. Yes, good. Yes, man.
3: Very good. And, and 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 on the fly, what would Jack be transferred to? Well, Jack's just uh, I
1: think he's just retired from the game um because he just can't be bothered to get in here. He's got yeah. too much work to do, apparently. <laughs> something just like work.
2: strumming with Bob Dylan or something like that. And it's just like a bunch of old dudes farting drinking ale and talking about <laughs> guitars. Like <laughs> something
1: like that. Hi, Jack. I say that that was the reason he's not here. Actually, I know what the real reason is, and that is that he got a uh, all expenses paid week away to checkers to spend it hanging out with Boris Johnson because they're such good mates. So <laughs> that's, that's what he's up to. <laughs> that's a rumor I'm willing to get behind. Let's go into under overrated. Under over under over under over rated under overrated is where one of us sits in the chair the chair of doom and they sit there and they have things thrown at them so it could be products or adventures or tv shows or something like that and they have to say whether they're underrated or overrated brad you are in the big chair today are you ready for this assault of stuff let's do it go on then sparky what you got for him? right straight in in the night
3: garden overrated don't like it Whoa. at all. I Whoa. think that show is total and utter cocaine for kids. <laughs> Mate, I thought that, but in the last week, I don't know whether it's the eerie
2: way Eagle Piggle sings, but I've really started to get attached to In the Night Garden. It's, it's relaxing, it's lovely, yeah. and I, that's why I brought it up I just I wondered whether any of you boys have, because you've obviously all got older kids than me you've suffered it um, but I've been pulled in by the love of Macapaca and uh,
1: Jim what, what, what about you? I, I used to quite like playing the game at the start about whether it was going to be the pinky punk or the ninky nonk because oh, you never know which it's going to be so it's quite good to guess and when you guess right oh my goodness it's you like, feel a dad like a win. million quid yeah oh yeah exactly
3: <laughs> you're the I mean, mind reader of in
2: the night garden
3: <laughs> I mean like I uh, I might be wrong on this but I'm sure that they actually had psychologists help with that the creation of that show so it is that's why it is such crack and cocaine to kids because It is designed and created to stimulate them utterly, mentally, so... You know... yeah. But but me, I I know, to be fair, dude, the only reason I say it's overrated, um, that's just to be different because we never watched it. We never... It was kind of... Logan was kind of getting out of it at that point when it kind of picked up in popularity. So we never really got into it. And then when Cole... Cole never ended up actually watching a lot of, like, CBeebies shows or anything like that, so went straight to like uh, Terminator 1, Terminator 2, yeah. Judgment Day. <laughs> you chucked it in uh, with know. the hard stuff. Yeah, yeah, De- yeah. Debbie does Dallas, that yeah, sort of well, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we, we did the shorter version. You, you doesn't need to see the whole 69-minute show.
1: <laughs> we um we have, in the last few weeks, we've graduated from CBeebies to CBBC. So we had CBeebies for quite a while, and I was pretty happy with that. That was you know, kind of educational and stuff. And then we went on to a lot more of kind of like your nonsense off Netflix, like robots hitting each other off Netflix. And now we're back <laughs> at the BBC. It feels wholesome again. We're back at the kind of entertainment with an educational edge. But it's it's CBBC, which makes it you know, just... It seems more grown up and now my youngest would probably still be at cbb's but he just wants to be his sister and she wants cbbc so it means we get to watch horrible history so that's a win right that
3: is a total win that was one of the best shows for kids i have ever seen in my life just because it's a show for kids but there's a lot of adult humor in it as well absolutely love horrible histories
2: Oh, not, and everyone loves learning Woo. Hey, I've not moved on to that yet But no, in the night garden, right The reason it's got me as well this week Is you know the little bit at the beginning Where they put the the hand the, You're just doing the, the circle around the hand Jackson started doing that to himself Like he just stands Aww. there watching it and, doing the, and I'm like, oh, oh, dad's here <laughs> Who's cutting onions
1: in here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, um, Brad, I'm going to give you London, underrated, overrated.
3: Ooh, um, oh, that is a horrible one, dude. Ooh, it's a tough one,
2: isn't it? Is hey, can you break it down one. for him? How about we break it down for you, right? To visit and
3: to oh, live. So oh, then do... Un- oh. Right. To visit, it's underrated. To live, overrated. Facts. It's it's difficult because there are so many aspects of London that I don't like and so many that I absolutely love. Um, But if I had to go over underrated and I have to pick one because that's obviously the rules. Mm. Overrated.
1: Oh! There we go. (laughs) See, I I only ask because I... I, I visited this weekend. It was quite exciting because I, I lived in London for quite a few years and I was really ready to move away and get back up north. Yeah. But it is quite fun to come down south yeah. and just see it for a bit. And I've got some friends, they live in East London and originally the plan was just to stay out there but on the Saturday because um, obviously me and my daughter went to see Star Wars in Trafalgar Square because I'm right a proper Star Wars guy, right? I know what's nice. going on with that. Yeah. But we, we got tickets for that and I didn't necessarily want to go myself, but she was really full of the idea. So everyone went into uh, into central London, and like the look on the kids' faces, and my, my son, four years old, just kept. And you know, considering he spent nearly half of his life in lockdown, yeah. he was a bit like it's not like Yorkshire, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, man. So not that, cute, no. <laughs> little um, bit different, yeah, son. I, just
1: a little.
3: I'm not going to lie, Jim. I think that that is probably the hardest under-overrated questions have been asked in terms of how do you answer it? Um, I feel so like well played, a, a, a well challenge. played. No, that was but a no, serious challenge.
1: <laughs> I think you're. I, I'm with you on your answer. Yeah, I, as a visitor, it's loads of fun wherever you go, Central London, wherever. As a somewhere to live, uh, I'd had enough. And I, and watching kind of people that we knew, sort of around there, just everything seems tough. Yeah. Having to get the kids across those busy roads to just get to the park. Yeah. No thanks. Oh, We're going to be out in the countryside seeing some sheep within five minutes around yes. my house. <laughs> the tube with toddlers. So. Sat-
2: seems like the most terrifying thing in the world like who wants to do that to themselves like i mean london waiting you can't pay me enough to want to go on a (laughs) tube with a toddler Uh,
3: dude the amount of times i used to go around with like either of the boys and they were in a pram and no one gives an absolute toss that you are pushing a child in i like like logan was just stable enough to go downstairs one point and he was going down the stairs whilst i was carrying coal in his in his pram because you know the, the the dad thing is or should i say the parent thing is if you're if you're on your own you got to try and grab that whole pram and lift it all up in one go as you go down some oh, stairs yeah. or whatever anyway so he so like logan was like holding onto the rail going down the stairs and this old biddy, she didn't give a shit she cut him straight off from that <laughs> from that, she went and she pushed him to the side and i had an absolute go to her oh. i'm like uh, but people don't care honestly that's yeah, London yeah. unfortunately they yeah, hate it yeah. when
2: you ask for directions as a tourist like oh mate yeah. there's a bloody map over there don't talk yeah. to me I'm just here to just look important with my London like transport thingy-bob on high vis <laughs> one,
1: one of my mates when, when I lived in London one of my mates came home and flatmate came home and he was livid because he'd been standing on the road and some bloke had come up and gone hey buddy would you know what the time is and he looked round and he was standing right next to Big Ben and it's like uh, come on <laughs> don't talk to uh, me
4: uh, Talk to me. <laughs> he
1: was livid. Uh,
2: right, uh, Sparky, you've got another thing for Brad. Yeah. Um, okay. Random one. Jelly. Or you might call it Jello, being from South Africa. I mean, I don't know what you guys call it, but uh, just jelly, like jelly and ice cream.
3: Yeah. Je- yeah. Yeah. Jelly. Jelly. Um, I would say it is overrated. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah
1: it's not as good as you think is it no right. when it comes out you think oh this is going to be amazing it's and just it's a like, bit in it's exactly oh, it's, you, it's you it's must either, be it's, buying it's, that no
3: sugar stuff guys no well no it's either either you you don't make the mix right so you put too much water and then it's bland or you don't put enough water and it's just sickly strong in the flavor it's like trying to find that perfect balance man <laughs> and you're tripping maybe i should follow the instructions okay. that's probably where i'm going wrong <laughs> following the instructions is for
1: people who've given up on life and everybody knows that everybody knows that that's one of the rules of life i love that <laughs> brad uh dressing gowns under overrated underrated
3: oh yeah love them love a dressing gown yeah. what uh, what dressing gown are you sporting oh i don't actually have one at the minute but your has got a really really nice one and every time she puts it on i'm very jealous very jealous. But you put, it, put it on your Christmas list. Yeah, I should, yeah I should do. I should do. As well, it's my birthday on Thursday. Maybe I should uh, quickly... Put it on my birthday list. Uh, do it. Oh, do it. So oh, he you slipped t- that, t- that one in subtly, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Yeah. Well, Guys, well just let you know. <laughs> Alright, I don't know if
2: I can get Crocs next day delivery for you, but <laughs> <laughs> I know you love I know you love a Jim, please tell me your dressing gown's got a hood on it because the hooded dressing gown is like, like you get to pretend oh. to be a Jedi and yeah, a,
1: a Jedi or a boxer. Or a boxer, or, you yeah. know, yeah. whatever, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, you see I don't really use my dressing gown. I have got one. It's like a big kind of brown woolly affair
3: and it, it, it's quite cosy but I just for some reason never bother with it you see the problem I think we've got here though is if I had a dressing gown I would be using it like um, what do you call it loungewear what, 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 do, you, what do you hate Jim? yeah loungewear no yeah. I hate so I was going to yeah. say so I would like literally if it's nice and, because shades is like really big and fluffy I'm like man if I had one of those I would just wrap up in it all day chill you know put your um, leg out when you're on the sofa get a little breeze hey. at your testicles because the fresh air no no don't Brad uh...
2: don't because you're taking me back to a story I was thinking about <laughs> sharing or not sharing with you guys about dressing gowns when I remember like I'm a little bit haunted by them and this is why I should never go commando in a dressing gown because <laughs> I I know I went round uh, a friend's house you know like when you're in the sleepover stage um, and I, like, I went round a friend's house and his dad was on the sofa with his sort of like legs up <laughs> like to oh, the side no yeah and his Bean bag was hanging out the under <laughs> like, and you know when you're just doing that side eye as a kid, like, oh my god, I could see your dad's balls. I could see your dad's balls, and I just I get flashbacks. I get flashbacks <laughs> like proper hairy eighties kiwi fruits. They were man, like
3: <laughs> Sparky You should have just walked up and just taking your hand gently and just bounce them up and down and be like, hey man. <laughs> Brad,
2: actually, I had a flashback to that when you sent us that WhatsApp of your dog's ginger balls the other day. <laughs> 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 that's where my mind went. I've got PTSD from it.
3: Do you know what's most sad about that, dude, is when I sent that picture, I was actually crying and laughter at myself. I was like, man, they're going to think that's the most random image ever. <laughs> yeah, And it was.
2: Remind me to delete that before we're allowed to go on holiday again. I don't want <laughs> customs in Greece going, what's this on your phone, mate?
1: <laughs> How many times can we say, express this fact, please stop saving everything on your WhatsApp to your camera roll. (laughs) That is a public service announcement. Yes. True say. (laughs) Uh, Go on, Sparky. What else have you got for Brad? Okay, beer pong as a game. Never played it. I I don't know if I can give an opinion on it. Uh, It only exists in American films. Everyone knows that. It's not Uh, a real thing.
2: Okay. Right. Okay. Then I'll give you. you, you, you,
0: uh, Go on.
1: I was going to say, if you think you've played it, Sparky, you're wrong. You never have because it's not real.
2: Okay, <laughs> I'm just having a drunk American fantasy uh, in me, yeah. uh, on a, on a uh, wallpapering table. Okay, um, Cristiano Ronaldo then seems at his transfer deadline day today, as uh, Jim has already mentioned.
3: Um, all right, I think he is <sighs> underrated. I, he really is. Could, I couldn't. I couldn't give an opinion on football because obviously, you know. Me, guys, I don't watch it. Uh, but as a human being, I've heard about or read about a lot of the humata- humanitarian sort of work that he does. Um, yeah, he does like a lot of stuff. A, he, he seems like quite a gem. So, um, yeah.
1: See, that, the problem is that he's very easy to dislike unless you actually listen to the stuff that he does. And also, he's a really good footballer and like a really good role model that's it and that's what yeah. I
2: love him for Jim he's yeah. a great example of if you put hard work determination and effort into something you can be the best at it like he's the perfect example yeah. for a child
1: you know but I still want to dislike him and I don't know why because he's so know bloody
2: handsome either. it's because he is just as well ridiculously handsome and hench like he's got a Bugatti like he's got all the things that as a as a man you kind of want to be emphased of, a hot work, wife yeah like beautiful kids like I mean my wife's not sorry my fiance's not no, but you know what I mean like he is
3: would you like to stick that microphone further
1: down your throat yeah Brad if we just stay quiet how long will he talk
3: for (laughs) (laughs) this week's episode hosted by Sparky participated by Sparky And ended abruptly by
1: SJ, yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she did all the planning, guys.
1: (laughs) So let's, just to save Sparky's blushes, move on and say, coming up very soon, we're going to be looking inside the news for the big news story of this week, how it affects parents. And this one, I think, is an interesting debate. We'll have that in a little bit. This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. It is Dads talking about dad things, except Jack's not here because he's too much of a slacker to join us. However, If you'd like to know more about the show and delve deeper into it, maybe you'd like to harangue Jack for being a slacker, whatever, you can do it at our Facebook group. It's on Facebook. You go to the Loose Dads podcast and you will find our group and you can chat in there. You can say whatever you like, ask any questions you want, make any comments you want, and uh, share any absolute old nonsense you like. That is a real room for just any old nonsense and um, that's basically should be our tagline
3: yeah if anything I like it
1: let's look inside yeah. the news uh, so one of the big stories of this week is um it's a, a thing about a man who people are saying is too old to go clubbing now it's Michael Gove. I don't know if you've seen the video, Brad. You don't stay up to date with the news, do you? No, no. You've not seen the uh, the video of Michael Gove dancing in the most sort of Mister Bean dad dancing way that there is in a club. No, no, but it sounds very intriguing. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I so, do
3: know who Michael Gove is, and he's he's quite a a um a, a, for better, for lack of a better word, a dweeby looking kind of guy.
1: Yeah, and, and his dancing does nothing to change that. In fact, his dancing solidifies <laughs> that position as king of the dweebs. So I don't know if there's a cabinet position for the Ministry of Dweebiness, but it, it, if there is, <laughs> Boris Johnson should be looking to promote him right now. Um, so what happened? He's uh, dressed in a suit with no tie because, you know, he's he's formal,
3: oh. but he's not too serious. Well, that that's almost like when Sparky takes his crocs from casual to action mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's
1: yeah, yeah. that's that's the sort of energy that we're, we're sort of <laughs> detailing here. Uh, he went to this club, Bohemia in Aberdeen. He was at the pub below, but it closed and then he heard the music and apparently the assistant manager of the pub, the club or right, I went, oh, come up, you might like it. And it was kind of drum and bass and jungle, apparently, Ooh. is what they were saying. And uh, he went upstairs, did some dancing, had a video taken of him and he was there for quite a while on his own as well, which is the weird thing that he was just out on his own. And um, and that was captured on social media. It went viral. Now, I thought he was pretty old, is Michael Gove. He's only 54, which isn't as old as I thought he was. Um, but people are saying, oh, he's too old. He shouldn't be doing that. Now, my personal opinions on Michael Gove are very low. However, on this, surely there's no age limit on going out and having a bit of fun, is there?
3: Surely. No. No, I mean- not... No, to, to, to be fair, I mean, I've... I, I- <laughs> Props to him. I mean, you only live this life once. Just do what the hell you want. Have fun. There's no. I mean, no one should be able to say, "Oh, you're too old." If he wants to go, then he just wants to have a good time by himself, dancing, drinking, and that. Let him do it. Let him do it. He'll just no, I, look. He'll look odd, the odd one out. But man, what does it matter as long as he's having a good time.
2: I, I, you can't. I can't hate on someone right for going out and having a, a good night. But I mean, I mean. With everything that's going on, I mean, and what is Michael Gove's role, Jim? What is his actual, what is he supposed to do? Like, I don't know, you know, these politicians sometimes, you know, like we have got a foreign secretary. I'm not sure what he's up to recently. But, you know, what's going on? sitting on the beach, yeah. just Yeah, there's some stuff going on I might need to deal with when I get back. But um, my emails are, I've got my uh,
1: out of office on at the minute. I'm busy. So he is uh, Michael Gove, having shifted around a few positions in government. I had to find out exactly the wording of this. He's now the Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster. Um, well, actually, I think it's just a made-up thing. It's just a made-up. But he did try and get out of paying the £5 to get into the club because he was the <laughs> Chancellor of the Duchy of Lancaster. <laughs> I'm not sure about something.
2: story the- form. He's putting yeah. in expenses claim for the entrance fee to a nightclub. Yeah. It's like, it's those things that I'll have a problem with. But I can't hate on a, on a dude. Like, I actually, maybe even a, a fingernail respect him more for for going out and having a little party on his own because sometimes we all just need a break. We've all been trapped inside for a long time.
1: And he he has been through a tough time. He's he's going through a divorce and stuff into at the moment. So um, yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. And I I was very surprised by because I thought it would be a story. Because he's a funny-looking bloke doing yeah. some funny-looking dancing, yeah. and it's not the position you normally find a Tory MP in, or any MP, to be fair. Yeah. But people, there was quite a backlash of people going, "Oh, he's too old. It's you know, it's out of it's you know, you should act his age and all that." And I just think you're right, Brad. You're completely right. There's no age limit, and also it's up to you what you're doing. It if you're doing something and you enjoy it. Does age matter? Exactly. So the people's it's, problem.
3: Like, if yeah. he went, it, like, I, I think there would morally be a different thing if he went to strip joint and was was uh, doing drugs in the bathroom or something like that, you know, whatever. Then you'd be Holden, like, you. Oh, did you follow let's,
2: him let's, afterwards? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, actually,
3: yeah. <laughs> but like, the guy's just going out. He's just dancing. It's so innocent, man. Let's just let's just leave him be. It's, I mean, there's nothing harmful, yeah, I don't- harmful in that.
2: I don't know about you boys, but like when in my uni days, like, and the, one of our local clubs in Portsmouth that I used to go to, there used to be like a legendary old dude that would just go like, and he would always have like a big collar, a massive thick gold chain. And he was about 70 and he'd, all the girls would want to dance with him. Like always blokes would be high-fiving him and he just became a bit of a local legend because everyone was like... I hope I'm as cool as this dude when I'm 70 or like when I'm I, we, it's not as official age 70, but you know what I mean? Like when I'm old, I hope we're as cool as this. So, so Jim,
1: you know, is still I was, hope for you, mate. Like, Yeah, thank you. I wondered when we'd get around to this. Let's take, <laughs> the sweepstakes we had much earlier happening, but you know, there we go. Um, yeah, I, I feel it's a shame when people think they can't do things because of their age. And I think if you want to do something and it's not harming anyone else and it makes you happy... It doesn't matter yeah. what your age is, surely. And But a lot of people have that. They go, oh, I can't really do that because it's not the sort of thing someone my age does. But sod it, you know, no one else makes the rules, yeah. do they?
3: Come on, mate. I mean, at least that... I was just wondering, though, with regards to his title... Um- as, do you think it's got anything to do with maybe he told them that like his favorite song was past the upon the left hand side and they're like dutchy we're just gonna come up with this and we're gonna work with this guys we'll make it happen I'd love it if they played that and then he had to crowd surf as they <laughs> yeah.
1: moved him around. Oh my goodness, that's the video I, wanna <laughs> that's fact, the sort I want so, to see. In fact, it's,
3: it's going to be, I'll be so surprised if someone hasn't already remixed that off of his dancing video, dude. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, the one note of caution on this story, of
1: course, is that with this government what happens quite a lot is that when a story comes out like this it's usually to distract from something else so it's trying to work out (laughs) what i love that that fact that in the you know this is quite possibly happened it's so in the thick of it in the someone's rung him and gone michael right okay got a bit of a task for you the heat is on dominic raab we need to take that off because he's really screwed up badly um you're going to have to do something for us. Oh, what? Well, do you need me to go out and make a statement? Not quite, Michael. We need you to go clubbing until three o'clock in the morning, do some dancing on video.
2: <laughs> yeah, all right. Why not? Oh, man, just why didn't he take Boris with him? Like, I could just imagine he's in the WhatsApp group. Come on, tick. get down here. It's going <laughs> off in Aberdeen or wherever. But, I mean, I feel like if you have, when you watch the video, Brad, you will see that at least one thing we won't have to suffer gove ever going on strictly come dancing because <laughs> like it's a no it's it's Neil poire all around man you just you just do it in dark clubs Gove you just do it over there <laughs> mate. uh sparky do you have a new story this week Uh, Yeah, I felt like um, I was amazed this week. There's been a lot of loads of A-list celebrities, Hollywood stars in the UK at the moment. Um, Harrison Ford's over filming um, Raiders of the Lost, uh, well, the next Indiana Jones 17 or whatever, Um, and of course Tom Cruise doing Mission Impossible 72. Um, And um, (laughs) I just I I can't get my head around the story that Tom Cruise's BMW was stolen. From his bodyguard. Like it just completely shatters the illusion of Mission Impossible for me and how much of a badass. But yeah, um in Birmingham, all right, Bab, I've lived there. It's lovely. Um, Tom Cruise, his bodyguard gets held up for the 100k uh, BMW and all of Tom Cruise's clothes and luggage gets stolen inside it. I'm just like, well... Why didn't he just do what they do in the films? Like,
1: come on. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe he is doing that now, but he's trying to throw the police off the scent. Oh, it's been been stolen, but he's there with his little computer on a bit of string. And he's going (laughs) to jet off and climb on an
3: aeroplane and get it. He's jumped up. Did he not have that app on his phone where you you can tell your car what to do? I think he calls it um, his cruise control. Oh, oh, nana lie. Oh,
2: dad alert. Dad joke alert.
3: Was <laughs> 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 not expecting that. Oh,
2: mate. Yeah. I just I feel like yeah I just feel a little bit disappointed in the whole illusion of Hollywood when Tom Cruise can come to Birmingham and get mugged like come on mate
1: <laughs> I like, I like that you know anyone can get mugged in Birmingham you know there's, they don't discriminate <laughs> but that bodyguard what was the but he's not much of a bodyguard yeah. is he Come like, on Tom oh yeah here you go mate yeah
2: there you go <laughs> take it like you would expect like if you have have a business card that says bodyguard on it that you literally anyone that try you just go medieval like on them you just like i don't know i thought they were trained in a special set of skills
1: one of my other favorite tom cruise in birmingham stories is the curry house that tweeted that he'd come along had a meal and then just ordered the same meal again because he yeah. enjoyed it so much <laughs> Who's ever there is that? a man after my own heart yeah. tikka
2: masala apparently it was Jimmy he had a tikka yeah. masala enjoyed it so much and was like yeah bring that round again i'll have that again so
1: has he normalized that for us now can can yeah. we do
2: that in the future
1: If Tom Cruise does it, it's good enough for everyone, right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Brad, what's your news story? All right, so mine is um, a dad who's come under fire recently because he has made a statement to say that he refuses to change his son's nappies at night because he needs his eight hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so this dad um, has um, been arguing that he shouldn't have to get up to change his five-week-old son's nappies through the night as his wife is already up feeding him. So there's no point. He, <laughs> he um, believes that his wife should change all of the nappies uh, through the night despite the fact that they're both on parental leave, so technically he's not really needing his sleep to get to work. So I thought, what a bold motherfucker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a brave man. What a brave man.
3: And, uh, sorry, does it say anywhere in this story when his funeral is? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, it's impending. Um, yeah. In fact, there's a GoFundMe page to hire an assassin. Um, don't go for Tom Cruise's bodyguard. He will not be Tom- any good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, actually, there's another GoFundMe page to get him to be this guy's bodyguard, which we know is going to fail at. So it's, it's, it's all working itself out. But I thought, man, like, I know I... When we had Logan, I I was actually quite scared to change nappies because like it just the whole thing intimidated me. Not because it was gross, but just the whole thing just intimidated me so much. But once you do a, a few, Christ, it's like it's so natural and easy to do. It's d- easy. But to kind that- of say that you believe it's now all on your partner to do—that's hmm. this feels like something
1: that should have come up more than nine months before the birth (laughs) if we have a child is there any chance you're not gonna just want to have all your eight hours sleep and not bother helping out at all yeah Um, yeah in which case no let's not have children together because you're a massive baby yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like try harder mate like that's the thing it's like uh, what are you doing What's
2: I- next
3: for him though is like um, when she starts expressing, and then he can actually bottle feed. He's gonna be like, "Well, no, actually, I still, I still need my eight hours of sleep," and uh, you know, because that's breast milk and that came from your breast which is attached to you so this is your responsibility and uh, Uh, (laughs) the the whole you touched it last argument yeah (laughs) yeah, we're all aware of that one
2: (laughs) like I mean I don't know I don't know if I wanted this I'm not defending this guy in any way but like I mean you shouldn't just have hard steady rules though like that like there are some nights where you're exhausted and you're like like, I really actually Uh, you you know, you're getting to sleep tonight or I'm getting to sleep tonight. Like, you should play into that. He could. probably deserves one eight hour a week if he can get it in, if they can work it out between them. But just to say, no, outright, I'm not doing this. Like, that's, I mean, that sounds like, I mean, two generations ago, doesn't it?
3: I was going to say, dude, it sounds very much like the 50s are calling.
1: Yeah. I just can't believe anyone would... Would love somebody enough to have a baby with them, but then as soon as that happens, go, "Mm, No, you have to do all of that, and watch them go through the absolute agony of sleep deprivation. And it really is horrible and it really affects you and it's just nasty in order to have the full like how could you consciously yeah, yeah. happily go through the day going i am feeling wide awake <laughs> when you oh. your missus is downing all the caffeine in the world just in order to
3: keep her eyes open exactly dude because if she's breastfeeding you know that what that happens uh what like every three four hours or whatever so it's not like she's really going to have an opportunity during the day to have like a proper little kip you know like to catch up on some sleep so he's really not i personally i think he's just not being very fair to her and like what we did was for feeds and for changing whatever we both got up at the same time so none of us could ever turn around to the other and say you're getting more sleep blah 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 we were both just absolutely knackered together and that's just the way it was them first three months are horrendous,
2: aren't they? Like when they just don't stop crying, and it is just, it feels like, you know, my mate's, uh, Mrs. is pregnant at the moment, and uh, he was so casually, he was like, Oh, how much do they need changing and feeding? And SJ went to him, Look, Mitch, set your phone alarm for every hour all night and that's that's a feeling of kind of what it's going to be like and he went what like he's not ready you know like I'm not and I don't want to be one of those dads that's like oh enjoy your sleep whilst you can enjoy it you know when when someone's pregnant but he is just not prepared for the amount that is coming his the amount of shit and milk that is coming his way
1: (laughs) and it's that where you just fall asleep again and it feels like you've been asleep for five minutes before you get the shout again and oh my goodness it's like torture it really is that's I mean that literally is how they talk torture people isn't it like, you know, that sleep torture is a real actual thing yeah. uh, and there's a reason for it oh my goodness oh, anyway man. if he manages to do it then well, Just... <laughs> I would, I'd be very surprised. Imagine this guy though sitting there like we're going
2: on his
3: Fitbit app, like, oh babe,
2: eight hours, six minutes last night. How many did
3: you get? Like, what one hour? You need. And she's like twitching with like you know like her, her nervous system shutting down from the lack of sleep. And he's like, oh, the last night was a good one. Oh. And she's working out, she can glass him with a Tommy Tippy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, this is Loose Dads from Dadsnet on the way. Uh, another clip from our big meeting in London where we got together with Wagon Wheels. They powered our conversations about some serious, big, juicy dad topics and find out one of the big topics that we talked about up next on Loose Dads. Loose Dads. You're listening to Loose Dads from Dad's Net. Me, Brad, and Sparky. Jack is not here, but the good thing is he is having to listen through all this nonsense in order to edit it. <laughs> and we can only apologise, Jack, for all of the work you've got to do. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone up for their uh, Jack impressions? Uh, oh, we should. Yeah. Why haven't we done a Jack impression? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that before we get into the wagon wheel stuff. Um, right. Well, Brad, you've brought it up. But Once again, you brought it up with me, and you didn't do a very good impression. No, well, I'm not going to do a
3: very good one with him either. Um, All right, guys, I'm Jack. I love (laughs) speaking stuff. I don't know. and guitars, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> Sorry, Jack. I
2: wish Jack, can you film yourself? We should have put a warning for this. Can you film yourself watching these impressions for the first time? <laughs> Hearing these impressions. Oh my days. That's good. Oh, I don't know if I'm laughing, but I don't think I can do any better. Go hmm. for it. So, boys, I was. Uh, no, 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 that's me. <laughs> no, so, guys, uh, I'm a vegan that likes basketball and guitars. Um, and <laughs> got loads of editing to do, so I can't do the podcast tonight. Ah, so, sorry, Jack. <laughs> you sorry, know what?
3: Jack. With that impression, though, dude, it sounds like he should have long hair, and he's like flicking it to the side. He's like, Yeah. Hair. <laughs> well, don't take the mickey out of him for being bold as well as us doing crap oh, impressions yeah. of him, Brad. This is not
1: fun. <laughs> I've never known an impression be off the mark because there was too much hair yeah. in the impression. Yeah. <laughs> right, come on, Jimmy. you've got to save it. You've got okay. to s- save I'm this. I'm not going to. It's very difficult to do an impression of Jack, but I'm going to give it a go. Okay. Oh, yeah, I've got a flying V with some pickups and that and stuff. <laughs> it's Northern Norfolk. No, Northern Norfolk. No. <laughs> very North Norfolk.
2: That's <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, well, the podcast might not be on next week because uh,
3: Jack, Jack would have disowned us all. I was about to say, yeah, Jack. If you want to leave, it's totally understandable. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hold me. on though. I look forward to hearing you guys do a South African accent though one day because oh,
1: that's gonna that's
3: what's gonna be what gets
1: us cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> we get red flagged on bloody iTunes. <laughs> Uh, this is Loose Dads, and uh, we met up a few weeks ago and we were powered by Wagon Wheels. They came along and they gave us lots of free Wagon Wheels, which was really good. Mm. Uh, but also, what they did was they wanted us to have some conversations about some big, weighty dad topics. And this is one of the conversations that we had during that session. Have a listen to this. Hi. He's having a <laughs> oh. Man, you need to change that message. Tom. I, I think it's the best one. And I will keep that. Here we go, then. Mm-hmm. After your child misbehaves, you feel your partner's discipline technique is inappropriate oh. and ineffective. How do you feel? What do you do? Well, he's at that point now where he's definitely starting to understand
2: the power he has to control me and his mother. And I think I see that more than she does. I love you, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, if he's smart enough to make understandings that the TV remote, if he picks it up and points at the TV and presses the buttons, it will do something. He's smart enough to notice that when he goes, he gets a reaction out of us. Mm. And sometimes I feel... I am a lot firmer with him than than my partner and I hate that as a stereotypical thing with dads being like, oh, they're a little less blah, but I'm emotionally connecting to him and I know you are taking the mick out of us, son. There is not a problem here. You are doing this scream because when you do it, you know, we'll either try and give you a biscuit or we'll try and get something a bit of food or yeah. something, you know, yeah. and we have had a few discussions mean <laughs> my past. <partner>. Discussions. <laughs> and her, she sits on the side of mm-hmm. like, he's come on, he's 17 months old. How knowledgeable can he be? Mm-hmm. And he yeah, knows.
4: He knows. <laughs> he, he knows. <laughs> he, thank
2: you, Brad. Right. He does know And so yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs>
0: finding it's finding that balance because yeah, he is tiny. So my, my son Mattel, he's he's the same age, right? And he's got two really things he does that he knows will provoke the reaction. The first is Throw himself on the floor and start headbutting um, the floor, right? Because yeah. he knows his mum or I will rush and save him. And yeah. the second one is food. When he's not happy, he throws it on the floor because he knows we'll come and pick it up. Or if Toy Story on and he doesn't like the scene, he'll throw his food to get attention. And mm-hmm. it's like, although you know how young he is, what he's he knows what he's doing. He right? does. So when it when it comes to discipline, it is it is a bit difficult because I'm I'm down the line of Yes, he's young and I will tell him off and I'll be like, naughty. And he knows what he's done is wrong, but then, then he gives you puppy dog eyes. And you're like, oh man. <laughs> oh, but then man. my wife's more like, stop it, like don't do it. And then five minutes later, she'll be all like, oh, my baby, my precious. <laughs> so it's, it's very difficult. It is it's yeah. very difficult in the young yeah. Do you find
1: that you're sort of affected by where your head's at when something goes wrong? Definitely, if I'm
4: working, that's uh, <laughs> instant, instant, <laughs> instant, <laughs> instant shouting, what are you doing? Get out! Yeah, that's <laughs> <very much. laughs> when we first had kids, I I was really set that I wasn't going to be a shouty dad. I was going to be a gentle parent, you know. Everything was going to be, talk to your child and really just get down on their level. And now... And then you became uh, a parent. And when I realised three, I started literally, get out! <laughs> <laughs> you realise that's unrealistic. I, I've, got, I've got a gruff shout that before being, before being a dad, yeah. I used three times in my life. <laughs> and I thought, I'll save that for my, you know, really naughty.
1: And now it's my everyday shower, and it's lost all effect. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting point, because I, we've, I'm sure we've all met parents who are instantly at their kids, mm-hmm. like straight at their kids. And it, does, it loses the power. If, yeah. you, if you are straight in at your kids over a little thing, how are they going to know when they do something really yes, super dangerous so. that that's more dangerous, that that's worse? Is that You've got to find a level, right, Brad? Well, the thing is, I have eye the eyes. You do. We recorded so a
4: podcast, this kid came in and the eyes bred again. Gave gave you, yeah. you knew can it. Can you shoot it down the camera? No,
3: I can't. No, like to <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. You'd true. have to read really perform it. performance yeah. issue right now, guys. I'm sorry. Um, in terms of. Consistency, I think, discipline-wise, Shay and I are very, very similar. Now, I come from a cultural background, and this might just, you know, people might get upset by this, but I smack my children. I don't smack my children. No, beat you your children. I don't beat my children. But um, growing up from where I grew up, I, I occasionally got a smack when I was out of turn. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes in my head, and maybe that's, maybe it's wrong, but I'm like, mm, sometimes maybe he, they need to feel a little, Ouch on the bum to yeah. no, know that this is serious. You know, you've not too it It's weird
1: though, talk. as adults, yeah. if you did that, we'd be going to court. Yeah. Right. You can hit a child in England well, at the well, moment. Well, you say hit. But it, it yeah, is that. It's, the it's ear. still yeah. physical attacking oh, them. It's,
0: okay. it's not a hard it's but they're um, also relatively a lot smaller and a lot more sensitive. Yeah, and I think as a as a parent, you 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 should as a parent realise that you're smacking the child. You're not Going one round, it's not, it's not me, out. You're, kind of, yeah, you're right. going yeah, in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it, it comes down, to, again, culture does play a part because I wasn't a saint growing up. I was a really bad boy. You know, I, I spoke things in the house and shouting didn't work. So it got to a stage where I got smacked, and eventually you, you learn your parents' You know, moves and all. Surely my son will probably <laughs> learn how to do And, and he made you but a right point. Yeah, yet. no, I'll like, no. like, say a good three months before i did something wrong i was like i'll think well is this worth the belt you know but it, you have to manage it and it is very difficult and times are changing everyone's going to have an opinion
3: my dad used to take me to the cupboard open it up and say do you want the belt the slipper or the hat <laughs> um, <laughs> me. Oh, <laughs> me i'm just a hand <laughs> See,
4: yeah. so my kids so you <laughs> to you the point where you're it's
1: basically a hippie yeah. compared <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, a good come on, mate. Maybe <laughs> to stop oh, Maybe should we try and find some different punishments then? So shouting—if that loses its effect—and okay. we don't want to go towards um, physical mm-hmm. attacking. Just, <laughs> but that's, like that's what it is, that's what it is. Physical you are physically attacking. attacking someone to make a point. Um, then is there something else we can do? What else can we do? I'll put this one out there then. I like, it's actually my dad tried
2: to hit me once in our whole. My mum was always a disciplinarian. She yes. did, the slip would come off sometimes and tan my backside when I was out of line. Um, and looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like it's messed me up no. in any way. Uh-huh. Uh, these days, like, especially with Facebook and with Twitter, people run their mouths, run all these comments <laughs> yeah. on for no consequence. But I tell you, if all these people who were on Twitter were spouting off this stuff and someone punched them in the face, <laughs> they wouldn't, wouldn't be writing yeah. it so easy. Yeah. No, no, I it's it's I, don't wrong
1: think, wrong that. Is I don't think as know. a society, that is something we should be right. doing. No, no, <laughs> so
4: you say it, it brings a whole new meaning to like the Facebook poke, doesn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't <laughs> mean, No,
2: but no, what I'm saying is, is like, I know because, I yeah, I see you were okay.
1: But not but, everyone is but going yeah, to yeah, there are kids course. getting hit that aren't okay. Okay, okay, you okay. don't okay. know where that line is really because it's very difficult to work out. Okay, right. so flip side. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm
4: a case of abuse or anything like that. My, my parents smacked me as a kid. I grew up scared of my dad because it was, you wait till your dad gets home. You wait till your dad gets home. And he would chase me up the stairs to give me that smack. My relationship with my dad now is nothing. You know, it's, it's an email once every three months. Right. If we're lucky. Mm. So that's sad. And in every every email, it's, you don't want to say the wrong thing because you don't want to upset him. You don't want to, you don't want to make this something he's going to react to negatively. And so, like, I I grew up scared of my dad and I don't want my kids to be scared of me. That's, That's something I'm really, I might shout at them, but I'm, I've even had people say to me, the problem is your kids aren't scared of you.
1: But but there's a fine line between your,
4: your kid mother-wise. being scared of you and, and your no kid knowing that they can't yeah. test you. Do we and
0: think our uh, kids are scared can't Is your kid scared um, of you? Matteo, I don't think he's old enough to be scared of me. Right. And I wouldn't want him to be scared mm. of me. But I think one thing that I, I've always said is really important for me is um, I need my child to understand impact and reason, right? Mm. So if my child does something wrong, right, and I do discipline him, I need him to understand the reason of what he did was wrong. Yeah. And I need him to understand the impact. Of his actions, right? Because growing up, I never got—I never got to ask why. I was told, "Don't do this, don't do that." It, it wasn't normal for us to ask, "Why I can't?" Yeah. So no, I think it goes in discipline goes like hand in hand that you need to understand, right? You need to understand if you if you're disciplining your child, your child needs to understand why they're being disciplined mm-hmm. and the impacts of the action. Yeah. So what we try and do is is natural consequences mm-hmm. to stuff. So
4: if you. If you throw your bowl of cereal on the floor, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you off about that necessarily. I mean, I might, you know. <laughs> Depends <laughs> if you're tired <laughs> of so working this, this is the ideal is that, I'm not going to tell you off about that, but you're not having anything else to eat. Wow. That's the natural
1: consequence there is, your cereal's on the floor. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for discussing why you're making decisions. Can I
4: ask a question? At what point do you smack them? Is it, that now, naughty bread, Naughty bread? you've been very naughty and this is why now i'm going to smack you or is it heat at the moment smack first if it ever got out.
3: to a smack it would be uh because this the smack is, is is would be a point at where a situation may have been going on for quite some time and i've tried the talking i've tried the talk i've tried the shouting i've tried the shouting and now i've reached the point where the the the, the bottle top has just come off where it's a quick pow and it's okay Right. We'll, then they'll have their because it's more of a, a cry of shock than anything. There's no, no cry of actual, genuine pain. It's just,
0: oh, my yeah. God. And then we we'll
3: sit down and say, OK, OK, right. I'll say, you know, I apologize that we got to this point. You know, do you know why we got to this point? Let's talk about it. Let's speak about the actions. And, and this is why we got to this point. OK, so that
4: that smacks. Sorry to hone in on your ear, but
3: <laughs> that smacks
4: coming at a point where you have
1: lost all control.
3: Not lost control, but I'm like, this it's, is. The only thing we're that's not going making like. any progress. No, it in does, the direction does you
1: need to sound like that. I mean, the thing is, you're a lot older and wiser. Than, well, you, you're a
0: lot older. Than
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, isn't there a way you can talk them down without having to take that extra step?
3: No. But you don't. I mean,
1: obviously, <laughs> because you don't if
3: I know. if I, if I try and try and try, there's a point when you're talking to a brick wall, dude, where all you hear is your voice bouncing back at yourself. You're like, well, this is redundant. And how often does this happen? I do two times a year. So right. it's very rare, yeah.
4: there's, there's no... Is there but, but that? I, yeah. my, my, my parents say they they smacked me very little. You know, I remember it. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the big things I remember from being a kid. And I speak to my mom about it. She's like, like, oh God, it must've only happened a handful of times, but I remember it.
0: Each time. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a... Okay, my dad passed to me, like, years ago, right? And I had this candid conversation when... Um, remember all the times you hit me, it didn't hurt. Like, you, you need to get your way up. So it's like a candid conversation, but... Maybe it's because I, I, I didn't see it as, I, I saw it as like, you know, I've been bad, I deserve to be mm-hmm. punished, right? And maybe that's how I saw it, was the consequences of my action. Um, that's why I think it's, it, it does affect every child differently, the way I see it. And I think as a parent, you do need to try and understand, and you're growing up with your kids, you know, you know, sometimes you know smacking won't work. Some parents know that, because they keep smacking their children, they keep doing the same thing. Sometimes talking doesn't work. So you do really need to really, find the balance and find what works. There's never going to be, look, look, all four or all five of us different. Everyone's different. Absolutely. Everyone had different upbringing. Everyone's punched different. So it's going to be very different. I don't think there will be like a blanket. You are talking about that, like, joking with your dad about how he hit you. You didn't even hit me, I'd yeah. have
2: that. Yeah, exactly. Like with my partner sometimes, it's like she's from a world where she didn't really see any arguing in, from her parents in her life. Yeah. So when, when I ra- raise my voice, which is perfectly normal in nice. our house, she's sometimes like, Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you're raising your a, voice to me like that. But for me, I don't even see it to be anything different or norm abnormal, you know. Yeah. I'm like to Jim it might seem crazy that, yeah. that my mum hit me with her slipper, but to me, I agree with you. I think when I look back on it, yeah, I deserved it. I was being mm. a right little too. I, see, I, <laughs> I quite, think I of one of
4: my one of my main concerns here, like bread. Me and you're a big guys, right? Our kids are going to be big. And
0: he's
1: up here <laughs> <laughs> I think what we've learned there is always learn about the consequences of the right? Exactly. Uh, this is Real Talk powered by Wagon Wheels with the Dadsnet and we are the Loose Dads and his Kojo, our friend who's joined us today. Thank you very much for watching. Make sure you listen again next month when we'll have another part of our Wagon Wheels powered conversations from our trip to London where we all got to meet up and drink beer and realise how tall Brad and Jack are and make me and Sparky feel slightly inferior in many ways.
2: (laughs) You are huge, guys. I mean, we could do something with the cameras next time we get together just to sit me and Jim a little further forward, I think.
1: Yeah. You ever yeah. noticed on the on the weakest link, they had some people standing on podiums so that everyone was looked the same height. Mm. But when they show you from behind, there's some people standing on really big boxes.
3: <laughs> you know what, though? That's what they do when filming actors like, as we were talking about, Tom Cruise, because he's naturally quite short, as well as Bruce Willis, is they tend to make the sets smaller so that they appear <laughs> taller. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. So uh, that's, that's what we'll j- have to do. Because he
1: shared, he shared a selfie that he'd taken with the restaurant staff where he bought two curries from. Yeah. Um, you could, I didn't really no, uh, notice it at first, but someone pointed out on Twitter and then they showed a load of examples of how when he does a picture with people, he'll always stand really far in the front and then take the selfie. <laughs> so they're small in the background. And it's like, God, he does that. Yeah. That's not just a COVID thing, right? That's not just a social distancing thing. That's no. a, I'm quite a short, let me look a little bit taller thing. So do you reckon... Do you reckon that there's a
2: micro machine BMW that got stolen in (laughs) That was why it was so easy
1: to steal. Yeah. Just took it off him. That's it. Uh. anyway thank you very much for listening we are loose dads we will be all back together next week wherever you get your podcasts in the meantime give us a review leave us a rating tell your friends about it and pass it on if you want to know more about parenting topics dadsnet.com is the place to go and if you want to talk to us chat with us mess around with us then on facebook type in loose dads podcast and you'll get onto our group thank you very much
3: thank you to brads auf wiedersehen arrivederci and good night Thank you very much to Sparky. if one.
2: <laughs> I'm just joining
1: in, Brad. Nice. And thank you, Jim. Night yes, from you, Jim. me, yeah. Okay,
4: good. <laughs> Bye, Loose Dads.
3: ta for now.
1: Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast.